Well, I want to read a, a couple verses of Scripture tonight in your Bibles. And uh, I, I'm tempted to say, stand for the reading of the Word of God, but I won't. 2 Timothy 2.8 Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. That's my subject tonight. The word of God is not bound. And I'm also tempted to say, you may be seated. I'd like to share a few things about the right response that the church should have at a time like this. You heard a little bit about this earlier in our service tonight. As a United Pentecostal Church, we're connected to over 4,500 churches in North America and in over 200 countries and territories. Our general superintendent, Brother David Bernard, has addressed the coronavirus threat and a proper response as a church. And we know that different churches are doing different things, and we leave that to the governance of our local churches. In our church, we sought a multitude of counselors. We prayed, and we chose to have church this past Sunday. We had 300 people below our average for the year. In each of our services, in any given room, we had under 250 people. But as you know, at this time, our president has asked that there not be gatherings of more than 10 people. And so this coming Sunday, the 22nd of March, as you've already heard, we will be having church online and you can worship God in your homes. And that service will begin at 10 a.m., not at 9 and not at 11.30. And it will be on demand at the close of the service that begins at 10 a.m. And again, we're canceling our midweek activities. Even though some of those are small group meetings, we felt like out of an abundance of caution, we should do the wise thing and the safe thing for our people while we cooperate with the spirit of our country, which is to protect our collective national health and to cooperate with our national and uh, state civic leaders around our country. So uh, what we do on the 29th of March remains uh, in question and a matter of prayer. Now, I want to just address a couple of things that our general superintendent and some of the thoughts that I have about where we are. We know that in the Bible, according to Acts 5.29, when it comes down to a mandate by government that contradicts the word of God, that we ought to obey God rather than man. But does that apply in this particular time? If the government would ever deny us the right to proclaim the gospel, we should proclaim the gospel even with the threat of imprisonment or martyrdom because that is non-negotiable. But in our current crisis, the spirit of our government, our president, our vice president, the officials are looking out not to squelch or squash religion, but they're looking out for the good of our fellow Americans. And we are our brother's keeper. So we are suspending our services, our events around our church to cooperate with the spirit of our nation and the spirit of the church to do what we believe is the right thing. And it is not only churches who are sacrificing right now. Businesses and governments, state governments and local governments, our federal government, they're losing revenue because of the shutdown and this 
uh, self-imposed quarantine for 14 days as much as possible. So we are doing this together as a nation for the good of our nation. And we're praying that over this period of time, we can flatten the curve and we can slow what happens to viruses when they go exponential and reach a tipping point. As Brother Bernard said in a newsletter to all ministers in the United Pentecostal Church, there's a lot of things that are unknown about this virus. There is no vaccine. There is no cure. It's highly infectious. The mortality rate is much higher than similar diseases, despite what has been said in the media about other types of flu and viruses. This is a deadly, dangerous virus. And while you may not be at a high-risk point in the population, you can be a carrier like children or healthy young adults. So we want to do this for the good of our collective body of Christ and for the good of our country. We're cooperating not because we feel threatened to do it, because we believe it is for the best for our country. And so we're praying for our government. We're praying for hospitals. We want to try to slow the spread of this coronavirus uh, so that our hospitals will not be overtaxed. Our healthcare system can deal with those that might contract coronavirus. So we're taking these precautions to be cooperative and really to advance the mission of the church. We're following this advice because we believe that it is the right thing to do. And in the middle of a crisis like this, we can maintain the life of the church by our personal prayer life and witness, by our ministry to individuals, by having church online, and by letting the church go viral and exponential at a time like this. We'll evaluate this, and we believe the Bible is still true, that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, which is a mandate of the Word of God. But in the past, when we've had snowstorms or hurricanes or tornadoes, our church and other churches that have experienced national disasters have closed down for a period of time out of necessity and for the good of their members. And that is exactly what we are trying to do. We're living in unknown territory. We're traveling through uncharted waters. And we pray that God will guide us as he has always guided the church to do the right thing in every situation to advance the kingdom of God in the earth. Now, I read a text to you this evening from the Apostle Paul writing to his son in the gospel, Timothy, and he spoke about his gospel. And because of his preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, he became a prisoner. He was in bonds so that he would uh, not be able to preach the word of God. That was where Paul was living as an apostle. During his ministry, the Apostle Paul traveled over 10,000 miles on foot, plus the voyages that he took. He was a man on the move, preaching everywhere to everyone, both Jew and Gentiles. Jewish synagogues were platforms for reaching the Jews. Marketplaces and homes became venues for revival for the Apostle Paul. God used him in miracles and healings, Satanic spirits were cast out in the name of Jesus. Books on the occult and magical practices were burned in the marketplace in Ephesus. The word of God was going everywhere. The Bible says so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. 
Paul preached with power, with mighty signs and wonders, and he preached everywhere he went. There was a plot launched. False accusers and charges came against him, and he was eventually thrown in prison while worshiping God, keeping a vow in the temple. Paul the apostle arrested, silenced, and I'm sure that Satan dusted off his hands and breathed a sigh of relief that Paul was now in prison and he would bind the word of God. This infectious preacher would be silenced. Paul would be quarantined in prison. And now Paul is writing to Timothy, his son in the gospel, and he tells him that while I am a prisoner, that while I myself am bound in chains, there's something I want you to know, Timothy, the word of God is not bound. No matter what happens to the people of God, the word of God can break out of any home, of any church setting. It cannot be contained. It will always accomplish its purpose. So the apostle Paul understood the power of the word of God. And I want to tell you and assure you at a time like this that God has the ability to turn the tables and what may be meant for evil or what may be circumstantial in our earth, God is able to turn it around to advance the kingdom of God. What was Paul's imprisonment and what you may feel like is your imprisonment in your home for 14 days, God is able to turn that into something to advance the cause of God if you will see the hand of God in what may seem to be something that is negative or even evil or frightening. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 1 that he said the things that have happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. He said it has become evident that in the palace guard here in Rome, that my chains in Jesus Christ have actually advanced the cause of God. And he said, many other people who have seen my circumstances have become confident by my chains, and they have become much more bold to speak the word of God without fear. We know that we are living in a time of fear. This pandemic has caused panic. And there are people that are, or that are justifiably afraid for their lives and their families, for their jobs, for their future. But right now, we believe that God is at work in us, and He's going to do a work through us in a scale that we could never have comprehended. So we need to be bold to speak the Word of God and a word of faith that nothing that happens in our world can slow the advance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? You can say amen right now, wherever you are. Paul realized that while he was put in prison for preaching, that other people were taking that, that circumstance of his and his boldness and his courage in prison, and they were turning it into an opportunity to share the gospel everywhere. You see, you can bind the man, but you cannot bind the message. The word of God cannot be bound. And history bears this out, that the Roman Empire crumbled, but the gospel prevailed. The word of God and the church of God cannot be stifled or slowed, 
silenced nor stopped. You can try to lock up the church or quarantine the gospel, but the gospel of Jesus Christ cannot be bound. The word of God is not bound. You can try to chain up the preacher, but you cannot chain up the power of what is preached because Jesus Christ has the power to go into homes, into prisons, into hospitals, into countries where we have no access and reach people that we may never meet face to face. You can isolate people from public worship, you, but you cannot stop the power of prayer from going through walls, from crossing borders and boundaries and reaching places that we may never see in person. You see, the word of God spoke everything into existence. It was God's word that brought a dead army back to life again in Ezekiel 37 in that valley of dry bones. The word of God is like yeast and dough that changes that bread forever. The word of God is like that tiny mustard seed that grows into the largest of all herbs. It grows and it changes everything, everything. The word of God will save lost souls and the kingdom of God will be expanded even at a time like this. The Lord said in Isaiah 55 verse 10, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing which I have sent it. So I want to encourage you to speak the word of God in faith to people who are hurting, to people who are hungry, to people who are afraid. I want to encourage you to pray the word of God, that it would go places that we never thought it would go. And you may see that when we emerge from this pandemic or this time of shutdown, that the church will be stronger, more powerful, more people will be a part of the church because the word of God is not bound. We know from the history of the book of Acts that Satan has always tried to bind the word of God and God's church. After the healing of the lame man, the Jewish leaders made a strong threat. They said, we know a miracle's been done, but that it spread no further, why don't we threaten them? Why don't we try to contain them so that this word cannot be spread? But it did no good at all. They filled Jerusalem with their gospel. In Acts chapter 5, they were locked up in prison, but the prison doors were open and the gospel continued to spread. No matter how much they tried, they could not slow the explosive growth of the church. They threatened them, but they could not stop them. In Acts chapter 5, when they were commanded to not preach at all in the name of Jesus Christ, everywhere in every place they preached the gospel. When Stephen was martyred, it resulted in the conversion of Saul of Tarshish, who became the great apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 12, when Peter was kept in prison, 
Prayer was made unto God by the church for him, and he was set free. When Herod tried to stop the church, he died, but the word of God multiplied and grew. When Paul was stoned and dragged out of the city of Lystra, he rose from the dead and continued to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It does not matter what Satan tries to do. The word of God and the power of God is not bound. You can lock the church up in prison, but when you do, the Bible says that if you pray and sing praises in prison like Paul and Silas did, that God can bring an earthquake and set you free. That's what happened to them. So it doesn't matter if you're at home, you're at work, you're in your car, or you happen to be gathered together with some friends. If you will take the adversity and in the middle of that, pray and sing praises to God and do not let the negativity of the moment uh, uh, kind of force your attitude, but rise above it and believe God. The word of God is not bound. In history, Satan, through various personalities, tried to destroy the word of God. In 300 AD, the Roman emperor Diocletian decreed that every Bible should be destroyed. He thought he succeeded, and he raised a column with the inscription in Latin saying, The name of Christian is extinguished. But in less than ten years... Constantine succeeded him and replaced the pagan symbols with the symbol of the cross. 400 years after Constantine, the French atheist Voltaire boasted, 100 years from my day, there will not be a Bible in the earth except one that is looked upon by antiquity as by some curiosity seeker. But 20 years after Voltaire's death, the Geneva Bible Society purchased his house for the printing of Bibles. I just want to assure you in this climate that the word of God is not bound, that you can have faith that the word of God and the church of God and the power of God will prevail. There is no outside force that can stop the work of God and the word of God in the lives of people. Nothing can stop the church. It's amazing that the iron curtain fell and the bamboo curtain cannot keep out the word of God. Today in China, there is a sweeping revival. And in countries that are access challenged, where we cannot go in person, it has not stopped the word of God. The word of God cannot be bound. So I want to challenge you today. To do not take this time as just a pause in your Christian experience, but take this time seriously to pray, to fast, to work, to witness, to do everything you can to advance the cause of Jesus Christ. And if you will work, God will work with you. Let me just share a story of something that happened this past Sunday during our church service. While we were having church here, we had a lot of people who stayed home that day, 300 below the normal average attendance of our church. But on that Sunday, Sister April, Sister Virginia Pye made their home the house of God. And they worshiped the Lord and eliminated distractions and they had church in their house. You see, they've been through some things in their family. 
Last November, their brother passed away. After the funeral, Sister Pye's uh, brother, Andre, received the Holy Ghost here at church. This past week, Andre's daughter visited her grandmother, Sister Virginia Pye. She was in their house while church was going on here at Atlanta West. And at the end of the service, the, the granddaughter, Mariana Pye, told her grandmother, you know, I want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And at first they said, well, we can teach you a Bible study and, you know, you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But her grandmother, Sister Virginia Pye, felt faith in her heart and she knew that the same God that was working here at church was present in their house at that time. So they began to pray and in a few moments, her granddaughter, Mariana, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave her the utterance, I want you to understand that the Word of God is not bound, that God can move in your home and in your heart right now. Sister Virginia was so excited that her granddaughter received the Holy Ghost while watching service online. And I want to challenge you right now Right here, the handful of us who are gathered to live stream this service are going to pray. And there are people all across our city, our state, our country, and perhaps other countries around the world that are watching right now. And I want to invite you to join me in prayer. We're going to have some prayer points that you'll see projected on the screens. We want to pray for those who are infected with the coronavirus around the world. We want to pray for protection for the people of God. We want to pray for our civil and spiritual leaders to have wisdom in the decisions that are made. We want to pray for this health crisis to become an opportunity for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ because we believe that the word of God is not bound. So wherever you are, would you lift your voice with me right now and let's pray a prayer of faith that the word of God would be released in our city, in our country, and that the power of God would be demonstrated right now. Lord, I thank you for your holy word that is written and forever settled in heaven. And I thank you, Lord, that the power of God is released by the preaching, by the teaching, by the proclamation of the word of God. So right now, Lord, I send your word for healing. I send your word for salvation. I send your word for deliverance. And right now, Lord, while people are commenting online, while they're liking this stream right now, I pray, Lord, that testimonies would begin to come right now of people who are feeling strength and healing and encouragement by the mighty power of God. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would let there be a healing touch of God that would spread around the world, that people who are affected and infected by coronavirus would experience healing in their bodies right now. I pray, Lord, that just as you did in Israel, where there was darkness in Egypt and light in Goshen, that you would let this plague stop at the door of the church, that you would heal your people, Lord, by the mighty power of God. I pray for protection upon your people as we have to interact at some level in our world. 
I pray, Lord, for our president, for our civil leaders, for our healthcare workers, that you would let them be strengthened and have wisdom as they do their work. I pray that you would protect them, Lord, as they work to protect us and bring healing in our country. I ask you, Lord God, that this health crisis would become the greatest opportunity that the church has ever seen in modern times. Lord, that instead of this coming smaller, that the church would go exponential, that the church would go viral, because we believe with all of our hearts that the word of God is not bound, and I thank you for it right now, Lord. Now, let's praise the Lord. I know you're hearing music. I believe you are right now. Would you just take a moment to worship the Lord from the depth of your soul? I give you praise, O Lord. I give you praise right now, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, right now. If you feel to do this in your home, why don't you lay hands on a family member right now that might need strength from the Lord? If you're with your family, why don't you gather them around and pray over your family right now? Jesus, I pray, Lord, for our school-aged children at home and for their parents, Lord, trying to navigate the uncertainties, Lord, and the challenges of having children at home. I pray, Lord, for our, our saints that are elderly, Lord, and have health challenges. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them right now and strengthen them. Help us, Lord, to empathize with those who are shut in and never able to go to church, Lord. Help us reach out to them with care and prayer right now. Help us, Lord, to connect to people, Lord, who may be struggling right now and be isolated. Through our small groups and our life groups, Lord, help us care for our people, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you would extend the power of God. Let the glory of the Lord fill every home right now, Lord. Let the glory of the Lord fill every home right now. I pray in the name of Jesus.